Yvonne. We're just waiting for you. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Should I put live? We're going. We're on. We're on the move. So um, we've been talking about the things that really matter to each and every person. Like there are some things that we share as people, as humans, right? We all need to know that we're loved, right? That somebody loves us. Somebody. That we have a purpose in life and that we're valued, right? Those are, those are some pretty important things. Without one of those three, we're like a helicopter missing a blade. And if you've never flown a helicopter missing a blade, take your fan at home, open up the case, rip one of the blades off, put the cage back on, and turn it on. Shut it down first. Alas. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's quite adventurous. But that's how we are emotionally. And so we're trying to go through this world without the tools that we need. Right? We're trying to go through not knowing that we're loved. Or not knowing that we have a purpose in life. Or that we're valuable. And so a lot of us are just flopping. And the best we can hope for is to just get through this thing. Right? And there's, no, there's no real sense of making goals because what's the difference anyways? Nobody's going to appreciate it. I don't make a difference in this world, so who cares? Right? Anybody ever feel like that? Like you're just trying to make it through. I know I spent a good portion of my life just trying to make it through. And that's not what God has for us. In the garden, he showed us how much he loved us. He gave us a mission. And with Jesus Christ, he showed us our absolute value. So we're loved. So last week we covered love. This week we're going to cover purpose. And so purpose is the reason something is done or created or for which something exists. In Hebrew, it's like yas, or the Greek is boule. Hebrew means to give counsel, deliberate, purpose or determine. And in Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in the minds of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And so we take these words of God and we allow them to transform, to change, bring transformation into our hearts and into our lives, right? So why are we planning all these things that we don't really even believe we can do anyways? Like what's the point? But once we find our identity in Jesus Christ, things start to change. <coughs> huh? Battery's dead. Ow. <coughs> so, God's plans and his purpose for us are greater than anything we could even think of. But yet we always want to trade it in for our own will. We're not chasing after what God has for us. Why is that? So if somebody told you you could have a Pinto, a nice shiny 1976 Pinto, all four cylinders, it's only got 350,000 miles on it, it runs absolutely horrific, <laughs> or you could have a brand new Corvette. And every time we're choosing the Pinto. 
Now, I'm not saying we're a Pinto, that's an analogy, because we're actually more valuable than the Corvette. But the way that we live our lives is that of a Pinto, so it doesn't make any sense. So what's going to change in us to help us to make the right decisions, to help us to do something in life that actually matters and brings real value into us, like something that we can appreciate and understand? What is that thing? It has to be God, right? God is the only thing that's going to make a difference in our life. Everything that he's done for us. That's a huge piece. But will we receive it? So let me pray and then we'll start the message. Okay? <clears throat> so Father God, we thank you so much, Lord. We thank you for this day. We thank you, Father God, for all that you are. Your love and your grace. We thank you, Father God. For everybody sitting here and everybody watching on Facebook, Lord, uh, Lord, help us to come to that place where we learn who you are, where we learn and know and grow in everything that you have for us, that we can start to understand these things. Father, it's, it's hard enough in this life, but Lord, we know that you can change things. Alright. It's funny because I was just talking about changing these because it went out on me last week. I never changed it. <laughs> so that's pretty cool, huh? Alright. So Romans 8, 28 and 30 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he called, pre he predestined them also, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. All things work together for those who call on his name. All things work together for his good, for his glory. So what are we doing? Why are we taking all these words from scripture and not using them? What's the sense? I've said it before and I'll ask it again. If you were on trial for being Christian... Would there be enough evidence to convict you? I'm sorry to say most of us would walk away scot-free. How's that feel like when you think about that? Because what we're going for, church, is we need to start being convicted of the things that are going on. The very things that the Word tells us. Right? Like, so what's the sense in knowing that you're God's beloved? If you're not going to do anything with it. If it makes no difference in your life, then what's the difference at all? If all we want to do is run around in misery and whining about stuff that sucks, then what's the sense? I can do that without going to church. Jesus did not need to die on the cross so that I could get upset at everything. Right? 
what's going on in the world today. Take a look and tell me that that stacks up against faith in Jesus Christ. You can't tell me that. You cannot tell me that or I'm not getting political. Political. I'm not doing it. I'm getting biblical. Because it's time that the word of God actually starts moving and manifesting itself in and through the church. Because right now, there's a lot of people hurting. There's a lot of people dying every day. Because they don't know the options that are going on in our lives. So remember what our title is today. Purpose. So when you start hearing me think and talk this stuff out, Start thinking about what that would have to do with purpose, right? Why are people dying of heroin every day? Why are people dying of suicide every day? Why are 22 vets dying every day? Why? They don't know that they're loved, they don't know their purpose, and they dang sure don't know their value. Somehow, we've become such a society that we can even throw people away. They're killing babies at nine months. Full-term babies, and they're killing them. And somehow the church is silent. You see, but I'll take the blame for that. I will. I'll put that on my shoulders. Because I've been teaching you guys a gilded gospel. I've been teaching you a gospel without power, without authority, without... That oomph that, to just get you driven. Somehow it became okay to be nice. What do you think that baby thinks? Beloved, we got to get convicted of something soon. It's not guilt and shame. Okay? It's not. This is a pep rally. This is where we get love, value, and purpose, and we actually start living a life that was worthy of Christ on the cross. Amen? And we get to do something more. And it's beautiful. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. Conformed to the image of his Son. What did Jesus look like? Matthew 28, 19, we're looking for purpose. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Purpose. Purpose. What's your purpose? To go and make disciples, right? And then teaching them to obey the commands. We're so worried about putting butts in the seats that we think that anything's okay. We have people in blatant sin and disregard for the scriptures standing up here teaching the word of God. That they don't listen to themselves. Purpose. To make disciples. Why would, why would God leave that in the hands of a bunch of monkeys? Do you think that maybe God doesn't see you as a bunch of monkeys? 
Do you think that maybe there's something that happened on that cross at Calvary, and when you received Jesus Christ in you, something changed? Amen? Like, hallelujah! I've been given something. I've been given purpose and value. Oh my gosh, like, I really, I'm no longer trash. I'm treasure. That's good news. But I still keep acting like I'm trash. Why? Sometimes it is. Absolutely. Learning to be better can be hard work, right? Somehow you feel like you're not worthy of the change that's necessary. But that's a lie from the enemy. Straight up, a bold-faced lie. If you weren't worth it, would God sent his son to die on a cross for you? Or do you think maybe the creator of heaven and earth and all things in between knows maybe just a little bit more than you and I? Yeah? Hallelujah. Thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, for that. 2 Timothy 1, 9 and 10 says, God called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages, before the ages God began. God's own purpose that he gave to Jesus, he gave Jesus to the earth, Jesus died, rose again, went to be with the Father, gave us Holy Spirit that dwells where? In us. So by receiving Christ in our hearts, we actually have purpose in us to be like Christ. What did Christ do? Well, he died for our sins, but he did a whole lot of other stuff along the way, amen? So... So God began, and which now has been manifested through, appearing, through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So Jesus is the good news. God sent him. He died for us. We're filled with Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit in us, which manifests the presence of God in and around the world through us by way of Holy Spirit in us. Right? You don't have four flat tires, you got four brand new tires, and the rubber never runs out. The motor never dies. Well, we're acting like we're rolling out on four flat tires and three cylinders. Because we don't believe, we don't have enough faith. If faith was dynamite, we might not have enough to blow our nose. But that's about to change. That's about to change, beloved, because we now are learning about our love. We're learning about our purpose and our value. And that's going to change everything. Knowing who you are and whose you are, and that you're loved and that you're valuable and that you have purpose, that has to change. There's some things that we have to get rid of. Some old mindsets like we talked about last week that have to go. They just have to go. They cannot, light and dark cannot, cannot operate in the same place. 
They cannot. It is an impossibility. For darkness is the absence of light. As soon as you put a match in a room, you now have light in the room. For if darkness was greater than light, you wouldn't see the match even though it was burning. But it's the other way. Light is more powerful than dark. The gospel message of Jesus Christ is more powerful than the lies of the darkness, the dark one, Satan, the enemy. Jesus is the light. He's our hope. <coughs> Second Timothy 1, 13 and 14 said, Follow the patterns of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. Follow the patterns. So what is the gospel telling us? Beloved, we need to be in our Bibles. You need to be in your Bible. You need to be reading your Bibles. It makes a difference. Give it. Give it 10 and 10. 10 and 10 for the next 30 days. How about this? Would you guys commit to 10 and 10? 10 minutes in the Bible and 10 minutes of prayer every day until I get back. Would you commit to that? Can we, can we do that? Just give me 10 minutes in the Bible and 10 minutes of praying. And then we're going to have a talk when I get back about what's changed in your life. If you're wondering where to start, maybe start in the Gospels. Start with the book of John. And then you could read James, and then you, whatever. There are so many good books. But follow the patterns. What did Jesus do? He healed. Absolutely. We had a testimony of that last week, right? Can you lift up your arm? 100% healing in her shoulder. She's been off of work for weeks because of a rotator cuff that you couldn't move her arm. I don't know how high it was. Pastor Dave and some others prayed for her last week. Healing. I think it was the third or fourth time you prayed that night. Like, just kept after it. That's the power and authority we have. <laughs> but you can't do that because your floor is sloped and you don't have pretty everything. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus walked <on> earth. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, our floor is Right. The deal is... Absolutely. The deal is that we disqualify ourselves because we're believing the lies. And it's high time that we, the church, stop believing the lies. My younger brother David's here tonight, and it blesses my heart that he's here. But he could tell stories of our childhood, and he could tell about the things that we've overcome and the stupid choices we've made all along. Uh, there's no shortage of those brainstorms, if you will. Um, but there's healing and there's power in the testimony and there's there's all these beautiful things. It doesn't matter where you came from. Right? When you receive Christ as your Savior, we get to start doing this. You heard the sound words in faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. 
by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. Don't go off chasing this world. Amen? I encourage you to not even watch the news. I don't give a ripper on stinky do what channel you're watching. It's, it is such a, a merry band of just awful stuff that's, how do you know what to believe? The only, the only thing you really need is the word of God and his children. Luke 7, 28 says, I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John. It's in red letters because it's Jesus. So Jesus is talking about the, anybody who's born of women, right? Of a woman. And John, his cousin, is the greatest. John's out there. He's got some fur drawers on. He's eating honey and locust. You just see Chris Farley doing that skin. <laughs> he did. But it's John, and John's running around talking about Jesus, and he's baptizing people, the forgiveness, for the forgiveness of their sins, baptizing them in water. Right? And here's Jesus, he says, none is greater than John. Now listen to this, this is where we come in. Because you're looking, you're looking to find out, right? You're looking for that transitional piece, that thing in you that says, I really am valuable. I really do have a purpose. Yet the one who is least, I, the kingdom of God, is greater than he. The least among you. Who's the least among you? Poor people? Homeless people? What are we talking about? What if we were talking about any of those? What if we were talking about those of us sitting in this room who every day it's just a battle to get up and do something? Because the enemy has told us so many lies. What if that was the least of these? And yet... Jesus said, John is the greatest, and now he says that you are better. You are greater than him. Hallelujah. How beautiful is that? I'm starting to build up. I'm starting to get some confidence in who this God guy is and, and who I am. That he actually loves me. He actually adores me. He actually thinks that I'm worth something. And 30 says, but the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the purpose of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. Are you going to be a Pharisee or a lawyer? Are you going to try and argue the fact? Why do you want to argue so badly? Why do you want to go against what the word of God is telling you? And yet try and tell yourself, that yes, I believe in Jesus Christ. Some of us need to get a grip on this thing and actually realize where we're at. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. 
How wonderful would it feel to receive something in you that lets you know that you are absolutely worth the Son of God dying on a cross for you. Don't be a Pharisee. Don't just be a hearer <coughs> of the Word. Your purpose lies outside of your boat, your comfort zone. You are too far offshore to yell the lessons that you have been taught. You are too far offshore to serve anyone or anything but fear or yourself. Right? You've spent your life trying to get yourself to that safe place. And here you are out in a boat in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Hey. Nobody can hear you. Because they're all in town. So it's high time we row, row, row our little boats right back to the dock get up out of the boat and head into town and start talking to some people about Jesus. Right? What did Jesus talk about? He talked about the Father. He talked about who He was. He talked about salvation. He talked about healing. He talked about love. He talked about purpose. He talked about all kinds of stuff. Feeding the hungry. Doing all these things. And we're, I'd rather sit out in my little boat you know, because on the back of it, we put John 3, 16 is the name of our boat. <laughs> it was really cute, right? And then on our, on our oars, we have Philippians 4, 13, because that's what everybody's got, right? I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Yeah, I got, a, I got, a, I got the T-shirt. I got the T-shirt. Come on. James 2.14 says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? <coughs> what does that mean? Faith without works is dead. What, what does this mean? Someone says he has faith but does not have works. So if I'm reading that, if I'm reading that correctly, do I really have faith if, if I'm not doing anything? Like, if I'm not feeling the compulsion inside of my heart to do something different than before I accepted Jesus in my heart, then have I really accepted Jesus in my heart? Somebody better get this story straight, right? Because there's a whole lot of folks jacked up. And when it comes time to meet Jesus in heaven, and he says, I'm sorry, but I don't know you, like, man, Pastor Fred was right. Dang it. But you see, beloved, walking in the church don't make you Christian. Like walking in your car, in your garage, don't make you a car. Just because you sit here and you write a $5 check every week, don't mean squat. Nothing. But I'll tell you what, if you've received Jesus as your Savior, then you're feeling that nudge in your heart from time to time that says you're better than this. Get up and do something. Go say hello to somebody. And you're like, 
That scum bucket? No way. I'm way above that. <coughs> and God says, so are they. They're just falling on hard times. And I need you to tell them that I said I love them. You need to be my hands, my feet, and my heart to this world out here, you see. That's why I saved you. That's why I sent my son. Right? Can we cancel the judgment culture that we live in? Can we start living in faith and not in fear? What's somebody going to do if God tells you to go say hello? Hey, tell him I love him. And you walk up to him and you say, hey, I know this is crazy, absolutely nuts, because it's nuts for me too. But let me tell you, God just told me to tell you that he loves you. So all of a sudden they say one of two things. I'm giving a dang, you're stupid. Get your God stuff away from me. Or they say, oh my gosh, thank you. Because I've needed to feel the love. All day I've been searching, and I'm dying inside, and I needed somebody to tell me. And we're not doing it. We're not doing it, and we've got something to do. We really do. So you guys got to take what God is telling you. And you got to start using it. you got to stop living in fear. You have to. You have purpose. God purpose. It's time to get out of the boat. Are you ready to jump? Are you still stuck? First Corinthians 2, 6 and 7 says, Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. Although it is not a wisdom of this age, or of the rulers of this age, who are doomed to pass away. Do you read that? They're storing up earthly wisdom, and they're walking in this earthly wisdom, and they're doomed. They're doomed to pass away. Pass away does not mean go to heaven. Pass away means go to hell. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. You get to come to true faith because of God's will for you. It's God's will that none should perish. That's a pretty big purpose, isn't it? So last week we learned we're loved. This week we're learning that we have a purpose. The smallest splash can affect the entire pond. Right? Anybody got a little baby dropper at home? Just drop it in a sink full of water in the toilet. And watch the ripples go all the way out across. The smallest little thing can make a difference in somebody's life that will last them an entire lifetime. 
Ephesians 1, 9 through 11, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. God wants to bring us together with the heavenly things. He wants us to come together and love the things here on earth, these people that are running around us. He wants us to bring that together. You and I are a coagulant, if you will. We're bringing things together. We're sticking them together by the power of the Lord. And we get to help put that together. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? You must always remember that you are enough. You are loved and you have value and you have purpose. Remember that. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. So we are to be as Christ was, holy and blameless. There is more to this, though. You have authority to lay hands on the sick, feed the hungry, care for the widows and orphans, bring peace and truth to troubled people, and love your neighbor. All that that Jesus did. If you're looking for something to do, do some of that. You don't have to do it all, just what God's calling you to. We're falling short of the mark, church, because we're not stepping up to the plate. If I don't ever send a bullet downrange, I'm never going to hit the target. John 14, 12 through 14. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do. Let's just stop there for a second. Who said that? Can anybody tell me who said that? Whoever believes in me. Jesus? Did I hear Jesus say it? Whoever believes in Jesus will also do the works that Jesus does. And greater works than these will he do. So think about what Jesus did. All of it. I think about the legion of demons that he cast out. Isn't it amazing that there just happened to be a bunch of pigs there? Is that a quinky dink or is that a, a godsidence? Oh, here we got this crazy dude with all these legions, all these demons in him. Oh, look at that! There's all these pigs here. How, how cool is that? Get ready for stuff like that. Get ready for stuff like that. Because it says it in the Word. And you can call me an idealist, you can call me a freak, you can call me whatever you want to call me. But I'm swinging for the fence. I'm swinging for the fence. And everything that Jesus said, I'm believing it. I'm just crazy enough to believe it because I see somebody's shoulder get healed. Bang! Three prayers. Healed! Tell me God ain't working. I've watched legs grow. I've seen people on the verge of suicide give their life to a Lord they've never seen before. And they live! They rise up and they live a life better than they've ever done, doing things they never dreamed possible. You see, because they have a Corvette budget, but all they want to do is keep buying the Pinto. Beloved, we have a God who is amazing. Yeah, but pastor, it's a lot easier to just 
do things that I'm comfortable with. I'm not really outgoing. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not like that. That's not, that's not me. I don't know. It's not you because you haven't tried. It's not you because you haven't started to walk in faith yet. It's not you because you're allowing the fear and the lies of the enemy to drive you more than your faith in God will drive you. Because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do. Now all these things are according to his will. So don't go out the door, and I'm not saying it's impossible, but don't go out the door and say, Lord, heal my truck and make it a Lamborghini. <laughs> what I asked for, Jesus, and Jesus says, yeah, but Fred, I need you to drive that truck. I need you to drive that truck with rust on it. The leaf spring broke. You got... All these issues, the brakes shutter. Because, Fred, you're going to give somebody a ride that's going to feel comfortable in that truck. And you're going to get to preach the gospel to them. And then he says, while you're doing that, we'll get your truck fixed too. Don't worry about it, kid. You're going to be all right. But somehow in my brain, and you can ask my brother if this was ever something that I said I was going to do, Instead of doing those fixes to my truck, I'm going to Africa. I get to feed little kids. Little kids that have no home. They don't have shirts or shoes. They're literally living in the dirt. They've lost their parents to AIDS. Or whatever. I get to do that. So what right do I have to piss a bone about my truck? Kids are dying. And I tell you what, your guys' life was worth a heck of a lot more than my truck. I will make a trade for you guys every day. I will pick you over me. I will pick you over my truck. I will pick you over anything. You have kingdom purpose, which makes you an earthly jewel. Stop acting like a rusty tire, a rusty rim. Guys, if you could see yourselves the way that Jesus sees you, you would see something so absolutely amazing. You really, really would. You are amazing, and you are loved, and you are blessed. Don't sell yourself short. Stop it. Stop it. Spend time in the Word. Spend time praying to God. Ask God, Lord, what do you have for me? And don't tell Him that you can't do it. Don't tell Him that you're not good enough to do it, because you have Him in you. Don't settle for less than what you're worth. How many relationships out there are there? How many times can we get into a relationship that doesn't edify us? We're just whipping posts for people. Men or women, just so we can have somebody. But Lord, I just want to be held. You will be, but I'm preparing. 
your husband. I'm preparing your wife for you now. I'm preparing somebody perfect for you. Slow your roll and wait. Don't believe the lies you've been told. What are the lies that you've carried with you since you were a child? You're dumb, you're fat, you're stupid, you're lazy, you're worthless. All those things, whatever they are, they were told to you to keep you down. God is telling you that he sent his son Jesus for you to get you to walk out what he's called for you. Your destiny, your purpose is at the beginning of your faith journey. After I was baptized, four months after coming to Christ, four months out of a cocaine, alcohol-induced suicide attempt, I got baptized. Ten minutes later, God told me I'd be a pastor. I said, hell no. You are out of your ever-loving mind. I'm stupid. I don't know the word. Nobody would want to listen to me. I'm scared to talk to people. Blah, 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 blah. I might not be the best pastor in the world, but I'm the best pastor that God has called me to be. And each and every day I'm learning how to love a little more. I'm learning his word every day a little bit more. I'm learning to walk in confidence a little more. And there's a season that's upon us, beloved, that is like no other season that we've ever seen. There's an emboldening power of the Holy Spirit that is falling on us as the church right now as we speak. If we will receive it, if we stop being fearful, if we receive that anointing that is falling on us, if you stop saying, I can't, and start saying, I can't, if you start saying, I won't, and you start saying, I will, if you start believing this God who is calling you to something greater, we will change the nation. We will not have nine-month-old babies being killed. We will not have children being trafficked while we're worried about Dr. Seuss. Instead, we're talking about WAP and all this other trash. Children are being sex trafficked and traded around the world. Children and young women and women and boys. And we'll say, I'll pray. Praying is great, but praying without power, praying without faith is just words. So we rise up, we receive what God has given us. We receive it and we walk it out and we start making known that, you know what, the church, the church is going to rise up. And we are done. We are done letting the innocent be harmed by evil in this world. We are done. I'm not going to tolerate it anymore. Let me hear you crack a joke. Let me hear it. Because I'm done listening to it. And I'm not talking about you guys cracking a joke. I'm talking about the world cracking jokes. Stupid jokes that tear people down and rip them apart. Stop laughing. And start loving. Let people live. You guys have the power and the authority to release the captives from the bondage of this world and all the garbage that it's giving them. You have it now if you'll walk in it. Walk out your heavenly destiny in the fullness of Christ Jesus. Walk it out. 
It's scary at first, but I guarantee you it gets easier. It gets easier. I can talk in public. Only other time I did that, I was drunk in his house. <laughs> and I did a comedy skit. That I don't even remember. <laughs> I've heard tell it was awesome. <laughs> so many wasn't the only one drunk that night. <laughs> I fell absolutely to horror and terror when I would sing at a school concert. And I did I signed up for an operetta and, and I was ner I couldn't even sing right. I was dying from terror and fear. Now I don't give a rip around stinky dude and say, whatever. We're good. God's got to be on a different program. Amen? Amen. So let me pray and uh, we'll be done. So Father God, we thank you so much. We thank you so much, Father God, for purpose and love and value, Father God. We thank you. We thank you, Lord God, that you are raising up an army to do your work. I'm thankful, Father God, that you have, because uh, you're just doing something new. You're doing something amazing. You're loving us, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.